You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This week, prepare for a solo program featuring yours truly, Dan Duvall, who has yet again failed to book a guest. I just didn't get around to doing a booking for a guest this week. I ran out of extra programs, and so you got stuck with me. (laughs) So I picked a subject and said, I'm just going to talk about targeted individuals and gang stalking. I hope you like what I have to say before I get to all of that stuff. I want to just make a few quick points. First of all, those of you that are supporting this ministry, thank you. Thank you for what you do, and thank you for continuing to uh, uphold this work. I want to tell you guys that we have so many pieces of vision going into the future, so many things we want to do. And there's one thing that we need for all of it, and it's cash. We want to build facilities for survivors of satanic ritual abuse, government-sponsored mind control agendas that are trying to get out of this difficult situations and trafficked victims as well. Uh, I want to get into that arena because I'm getting more and more communications. Daniel, I can't heal in my circumstances. Other people reaching out to our ministry. Daniel, do you have resources for people that need to escape their situation? Because there's a real chance of hope for this person and... Bride Ministries has resources, right? Um, okay, well, pause. First of all, everything that we're doing <laughs> started in the beginning of 2015. And by the way, we went through some very difficult times at the beginning of 2017. And it was kind of like a reset on, in some ways on many of the things we were doing. So so here we are halfway to 2018. I mean, if you count the years, 2015, 2016, 2017, we're like three and a half years of of continual movement in one direction. That's a young organization, all right? I do not have crazy resources and all kinds of solutions for every kind of issue in the region of one of the most difficult uh, 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 areas of ministry there are, because this is the area of ministry that mega churches and people with resources don't know how to solve, (laughs) But we're working towards it. Here's what I need. I actually do need more resources than what we have. I want to get into the business of creating, you know, uh, living situations, circumstances, uh, whether it's uh, little apartment complexes or buying entire buildings and so forth that we can move people into and out of as part of our work to help those that have need. Giving to Bride Ministries, especially those of you that have the capacity to give us larger quantities, uh, you're actually investing in a savings account that we uh, have in order to get into some of these larger works. Uh, We also have plans to get into things like uh, media and uh, media studio. You know, a a lot of the stuff that I talked about in past, those don't go away. Uh, we also run the Fireplace Church. We're building Bride Ministries Institute, which is the platform for the DID Coaching School. We are uh, continuing to, to help survivors and connect them with coaches, which we as an organization do pay for at the tune of well, you know, a 16-hour grant for those that apply and get taken off of our waiting list. And by the way, if you are a 
DID coach, you have a proven track record of helping people with dissociative identity disorder. And you've even had some experience with satanic ritual abuse and what that produces. And, and you track with this program because you get key sometimes to help you in your own practice. But you're, you're looking for a bit more exposure maybe or you know just to get in league with some other folks that are working on this get a hold of me i i want to meet you i actually want to meet you i want to i want to know who you are and we are always interested in onboarding coaches that have the capacity to help with what we're doing and we we as an organization pay our coaches to work with the survivors that come to us with the money that we are raising so there there is a opportunity as well and if, if you are a coach and you know like you, you you can do the work fill out our application just go to bridemovement.com anyway for those of you that are supporting what we do bridemovement.com of course is your solution where if you want to give us some loot <laughs> and help with with all that we're trying to build i have a prayer book guys called prayers that shake heaven and earth if you haven't gotten it i recommend that you do if you haven't left a review for it please do somewhere um thank you amazon for blocking reviews because we got so many that you, you just stopped letting people leave reviews I, I i'm you know just waiting for them to take that lift off of what, what they've done but you know thank you for those of you that have reviewed our book because prayers that shake heaven and earth i we get the testimonies all the time it's changing lives all over the place and I want to encourage those of you that really believe in what we're doing, get a book for a friend or a pastor or someone in your sphere of influence that has influence because uh, word of mouth is one of the best ways to move something forward. And here's what I believe. I believe the prayers that shake heaven and earth will actually shake heaven and earth. And the more people we have saying those prayers, especially the ministry prayers in the back, getting set free from fallen angelic powers and their bloodlines and all the non-human bloodline issues and even stuff dealing with synthetic genetics. We have prayers for all of that in the book, Prayers that Shake Heaven and Earth. We're going to see major power shifts in the earth because people are tethered to all this stuff. And that is how they uphold some of the power structures of evil and darkness and the evil veils. It's just through the tethering that they have people entrapped in. And as people are untethered, man, oh man, do things change. And I, I want to give you guys a word of encouragement. We, we are not stopping with prayers of shake heaven and earth. There will be a volume two at some point. And we're getting into some new territory because as soon as I finish that book, God's like, oh, here's a whole new set of problems that you can figure out with my help, Dan Duvall. And, and so I was racking my brain again, trying to figure out more complex problems. And that's led to the constellation prayer and other prayers we haven't released yet, like freedom from earth systems, which that title may change. But we found that we can get people set free from anything from... Uh, <laughs> the Washington Monument to the CIA to uh, the Kremlin in Moscow. I mean, structures, buildings, earth systems, atmospheric conditions, ley lines. I, I, it, the, the, the science that goes behind some of these prayers is just profound and God's opened it all up. And then he just recently took us into the, the next level, which I'm just going to say has to do with the Kabbalah tree. And a whole new understanding of this issue. And so, with all that said, I mean, God is accelerating things and he's doing it here at Bride Ministries. He's building solutions for people that have not been able to find them anywhere. I'm done talking. All right. Look, 
Thank you for those of you that support us. If you are not supporting us, but you believe in what we're doing, I want to encourage you to start because together we can change some major things and move major mountains in the earth. Folks, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. So today we're having another one of those days where Dan Duvall just got a little lazy, (laughs) didn't book a guest. So here I am and I'm going to be talking to you about something interesting and I settled this morning when I woke up scrambling, trying to figure out what am I going to do a podcast on this week and settled on gang stalking. I said, you know, Gang stalking is such a major issue. I'm sure that there are some people that are following this podcast that are going to really appreciate me getting into this subject. Now, gang stalking is one of those phenomena that I, I've been trying to catch up to for a long time. I mean, I I struggled with it at first. I, I, gang stalking started coming across my desk and I'm like, I don't get it. Uh, part of me doesn't want to believe it. And part of me just doesn't really know how to explain it. I mean, frankly, and and, and we're going to get into some definitions here. So we're all on the same page. But I'll tell you just at the front end, the whole subject of gang stalking and targeted individuals was a tough pill for me to swallow being what I would consider normal. I, I, I did not experience. I mean, I you know, I went through a bit of bullying when I was growing up, but who doesn't? You know, I. I know that people can organize in an evil agenda against another person, but the extent and the extravagance and the weirdness of some of the stories I began to stumble across or just had directly reported to me were just challenging. Well, we're going to be talking about gang stalking today, and I am going to give you some good news. At Bride Ministries, we are working on prayers for just about everything. As a matter of fact, I have a book called Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth, which is just jam-packed full of prayers that'll change your life and are already changing the lives of thousands of people. We, we've sold lots of copies and, and I'm just believing God that we're going to continue to see more people getting their hands on this resource and passing it out to friends and family because what we find is that real physical problems are able to be resolved from the spirit realm and we have a prayer that addresses gang stalking. So anyway, before we get to some of that, I'm I'm going to answer the question, what is gang stalking? Okay, well, I think there are several definitions of this. I looked up a few of them. And if you Google the question, what is gang stalking? The first, uh, I guess, hit that you, you you will find, at least that I found when I put it in my search engine, was was this definition. Predatory gang stalking is a criminal phenomena referring to a group of loosely affiliated people who, in an organized and systematic manner, relentlessly invade all areas of an individual's life on a continuing basis as part of their lifestyle. And you know what? Honestly, that definition is pretty close to some of the things that I have had reported to me. I went to another website, uh, called fightgangstalking.com and 
I got some more material. I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs off of their site because I found it to be insightful. They say, gang stalking is very likely a disinformation term created by U.S. intelligence agencies. Hmm. It refers to the intense long-term unconstitutional surveillance and harassment of a person who has been designated as a target by someone associated with America's security industry. Such operations have nothing to do with criminal gangs. Official domestic counterintelligence operations of this type are apparently perpetrated by federal agents and intelligence security contractors, sometimes with the support of state and local law enforcement personnel. Unofficial operations of this type are apparently perpetrated by private investigators and vigilantes, including many former agents and cops, some of whom are members of the Quasi-Governmental Association of Law Enforcement Intelligence Units, sometimes on behalf of corporate clients and others with connections to public and private elements of America's security industry. The goal of such operations in the parlance of counterintelligence agents is disruption of the life of an individual deemed to be an enemy or potential enemy of clients or members of the security state. Arguably, the most accurate term for this form of harassment would be counterintelligence stalking. Um, skipping down, they say tactics include but are not limited to slander, blacklisting, mobbing, intense organized harassment in the workplace, black bag jobs, residential break-ins, uh, abusive phone calls, computer hacking, framing, threats, blackmail, vandalism, street theater, stage, physical, and verbal interactions with minions of the people who orchestrate the stalking, harassment by noises, and other forms of bullying. And as I read something like this, I, I, I mean, I see a lot of points that other people have just reported to me personally. It's like, well, yeah, you know, I experienced this thing. I, I, I experienced the staged events. Uh, I've experienced the mobbing or I've experienced these strange computer hacks, so on and so forth. And I've been pondering this phenomena for a long time. This is what I know. I know that I am working with people that claim to be gang stalked. I know that people write our ministry regularly telling us about their stories of being gang stalked. And our message at Bride Ministries has been resonating with people that have considered themselves to be gang stalked because we're touching on mind control and government sponsored mind control projects. And for, for some reason, it seems that the conversation of government-sponsored mind control and gang stalking converge. Cult mind control and satanic ritual abuse and gang stalking converge. And so we found that while, I mean, some people that are being gang stalked, our conversation is just too much for them to handle. It's like, I, I can't go there. I just want to believe it's just government someone took you know a budget and assigned some people to my life and gave them a paycheck some people are like no there's something deeper going on and so wh wherever a person may be most individuals that have concluded i am being gang stalked refer to themselves as targeted individuals now what is a targeted individual essentially a targeted individual has been officially declared as an enemy of the state. However, in my experience working with people, I would rephrase this as someone who's been declared as an enemy of a particular organization. 
cult, mafia, gang, or three-letter agency. Not to bust your bubble, Americans, but did you know that America is not the only country where people get gang-stalked? So it's not all the American government and American three-letter agencies that are behind this stuff. I mean, as a matter of fact, gang-stalking is not new. So I went to UrbanDictionary.com and looked up some more opinions and UrbanDictionary.com says this about targeted individuals. They say, targeted individual is a person who has been singled out by a criminal syndicate called organized gang stalking. The targeted individual is under 24-hour surveillance and is stalked by a large group of various criminals. The new technologies have brought about the possibility of this crime. All of the wireless devices can be hacked and tracked. The criminals carry non-lethal weapons in their cars and use them against the targeted individual. The weapons are both easy to buy or easy to make. They use lasers, dazzlers, handheld microwave, x-ray devices, plasma beams, and other directed energy weapons. The stalkers are working full-time to discredit the victims of this crime and to insinuate they are mentally ill to silence the victims. There are now so many victims that the Crime is no longer being denied. Even the Department of Justice has verified the fact that group stalking is on a significant rise with a government survey. In 2009, the Department of Justice study verified there were a total of 3,398,630 reported victims of stalking. Out of the total number of stalking victims, 13.1% documented that they had at least three or more stalkers. A quick average of the figures, uh, 441,821 victims had three or more stalkers. 200,000 victims had more stalkers than they could count. Hmm. So that was 2009, of course. We're in 2018, so this is already a different world. Uh, but I, I, you know, I... I'm just doing a little bit of homework and research and it's the same homework and research that you guys will be able to do after you jump off of this podcast and begin to look into some things for yourself and say, hmm, well, I heard Dan Duvall talking about gang stalking and uh, targeted individuals. So what what's really going on there? So anyway, I did a little bit of your homework for you, but there's a lot more to find, a lot more to look up, a lot more to research. And more than I care to research, unfortunately, you know, I, I, I am not a specialist on the subject of gang stalking. I, I don't claim to be. I don't claim to know it all. And I believe that there's a lot of people that know a lot more about this than I do. But what I do know is that since I find myself often sitting on the front lines working with people and attempting to answer the question, what do I do about my gang stalking, Dan Duvall? I do believe that I have some room in the conversation to make a few comments. So I have a few comments to make, okay? And I wanna begin with the, the question, why is it so weird, okay? The problem that most targeted individuals have is the fact that they don't have a full grid for what they are up against. And neither do the people that they're asking for help. <laughs> And, I, I mean, I'll say this, some people, particularly insiders, that know they are whistleblowing, right? They, they worked for the FBI, or they worked for the CIA, or they were an asset, and now they're trying to whistleblow. 
Like they know that what they're doing is going to invite persecution. <laughs> and so, so a budget is allocated to that person's harassment. Okay, this is, a, I, I believe, a minority of people that undergo gang stalking. Um, but, but, but it's a reality. It's a real part of the conversation, right? We're not going to subtract that, that reality from the conversation. There are certain people that are whistleblowers invite the persecution of FBI, CIA, military, um, or if they were part of a criminal syndicate, I mean, that, that's even worse. <laughs> the larger majority, however, of people that are gang stalked or claim to be targeted individuals, in my experience, are people who believe themselves to be regular. <laughs> to their knowledge, they didn't work for the FBI. They didn't work for the CIA. Uh, they weren't necessarily military. They, they, they come to me and they say, I don't understand what I did. All I know is that weird things happen. My phone calls get hacked. My computers get hacked. My house at times, I, I could tell someone's been in there. I just don't know how they got in or who's doing it. Um, they're trying to live normal lives. And, and, and then you run into this question, right? Okay, if we have 2 million people trying to live normal lives and no, no idea what connection they have to any of these groups, and they're all saying, oh, we're all being gang stalked. And you say, okay, if each gang stalking agenda received a $40,000 budget, which is a mediocre salary for one person to have a gang stalking job, and you multiplied that across two million unassuming Joes and Janes that are claiming to be targeted individuals, you actually create an $80 billion cost of execution per year to follow people that have a relatively small footprint to their knowledge. How can it be explained that there are such vast budgets for just harassing people with no actual agenda at play? And many people can't count the number of harassers or weirdness things that go on around their lives. And so there are people with a lot of questions. And there's a merging that I find happening in most people's conversation between things they can put their fingers on and things they simply can't. For example, a person comes home and finds that someone's moved some stuff around in their house while they were gone. But they don't understand how the person got in, how they got out, when they were there, how long they were there for, and what was actually done to their house. There's no evidence. They may even call the police and the police come in and say, well, we don't have any evidence that anyone's actually broken in. Was anything stolen? No. Okay, well, we can't do anything about it. Did anyone see anything? No. Okay. Yeah, and, and so there, there's this thing, right? But let's say they, they come home. It's like, all right, someone's been in my house again. I don't know what's going on. This is weird. Nothing's stolen. Whatever. And they go to bed that night, but then they have an abduction experience. And while it seems like the two events are completely unrelated... It seems like there's a bigger picture that can't be articulated because as they begin to track their lives, they say, well, every time someone 
it breaks into my house within a day or two I have an abduction experience while I'm sleeping or some kind of weird pattern like that and I'm not saying this particular pattern I've ever been explained but I'm just making something up to give you guys an idea if you're not familiar with this conversation just how weird it is it's like there's something that's kind of explainable odd weird maybe and then something that's totally supernatural and it's like they're converging there's some kind of weaving happening between the two but how do you put your finger on it so so then they have that experience and then they wake up in the morning they're like oh my gosh it happened again i don't even know i'm just going to dissociate from it so then they go to the store and two people follow them in right there's two people just standing at the front of the store uh in a pattern you know they might be standing with their backs to each other they might be standing facing each other whatever but there's two people there and as soon as that person walks in, those two people follow him in. But they're not actually following them. They're just shopping. But every time the person goes to that store, there's a pattern that there will be two people standing at the door. And sometimes there are different, just different people. But there are always two people standing there. They go in the store. They follow him in. Why? So these are the kinds of reports that someone like I, I will get. And I just sit there and sometimes, you know, I... I mean, my brain goes fuzzy. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Because people are telling me these things as if I'm supposed to know all the answers. And I don't know all the answers. But I get all these reports. And it's strange stuff. It's really weird. And, of course, you're never going to get away from the strange comment. The strange triggering comments. That person, two people follow them in the store. They're shopping. Next thing they know, they bump into someone and they say, I love Alice in Wonderland. Or... <laughs> Some other kind of just random out of place comment. And it's like, what's happening to me? This person's just totally freaked out and triggered. And, and, and so then they come back. They're like, I'm a targeted individual. And so they try to explain their situation to someone. And it's so frustrating because the more you talk, the less people are able to follow you. <laughs> you can't. I, and, and, and these targeted individuals are doing their best. Like, I know what I'm experiencing. But nobody can follow me in conversation. I don't know what to do. It's, it's extremely frustrating for everybody. Because, you know, even someone like me, to my knowledge, I don't have an experience being gang stalked in this way. So I hear people's stories and... I'm tracking because I'm able to say, you know, I've heard that before and I've heard something like that explained before and that sounds familiar and so on and so forth. Everyone's different, but, you know, I'm connecting the dots. And so I can follow people better than I used to be able to. At the same time, it's it's just an extremely uncomfortable place. It's an extremely uncomfortable conversation. And so I, over time, began to derive some conclusions. And I said, you know, hmm. Now, I know that some of these three-letter agencies and, and different groups and crime syndicates have budgets and they do have people that they watch. And most of those are their own insiders and personnel that if they were to defect would create a problem and a scandal, maybe even open them up to some vulnerabilities with what they know. And oh, these would be considered enemies and targets and there would be a reason for financial investment into these people. But what about all the other folks? And this is what I believe, guys. I've concluded that what many people haven't understood is that gang stalking isn't limited 
to 3D operations planned in the basement of an agency in order to harass an individual. Now, I'm not saying that that kind of gang stalking isn't real because it is. As a matter of fact, there are cases like this and evidence has been for brought forth to prove it, such as, uh, I believe it's Gerald W. Sosby, and, and you could just look him up, G-E-R-A-L, Sosby, S-O-S-B-E, you know, and I was looking at his affidavit and some things that he had put forth and, and, and he's essentially proving out, look, they're, they're attacking me with wave-based technologies and some different kinds of things. And it's, a, it's some of these federal agencies. But again, I come back to this thing. It's like not everyone is high profile enough that they would necessarily be targeted by these government agencies. There, there's some, there seems to be something else at work. And, and, and what I've been concluding is that, look, the, gang stalking isn't limited to 3D realm operations. It includes 3D realm operations. But it, it, it actually expands out. And what I believe is going on is that many gang stalking agendas are actually being executed from the spirit realm. And also, here's an interesting observation. Many of the individuals that experience gang stalking I'm finding are survivors if I talk to them long enough. Even if they don't know they're a survivor, but have only landed on the fact that they are being gang stalked, what I find is that if I ask enough questions and talk to them long enough and work with them a little bit, I'm meeting parts, memories are beginning to surface, and so there's some other things going on, which is then coming back to the reason why some of the work that we're doing at Bride Ministry seems to converge upon the gang stalking conversation. Now, I'm not saying that all people experiencing gang stalking are survivors. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm finding that a lot are. A lot. And so, you know, I, I try to stay balanced. Now, many components of gang stalking when you begin to look at it as occurring on both sides of the veil let me explain veil see there's natural realm and there's the spiritual realm right and, and i believe the spiritual realm has two major pockets <laughs> you have the 3d world which is earth and where we are breathe living whatever and, and then and then there's a veil and on the other side of that veil, you have what some would call the astral plane, um, the entrance into what, what the Bible would call the heavenly places of the second heaven, where there are demons, where there are fallen angelic powers, evil entities, also where the angels of the Lord will wage war on behalf of the agendas of God involving his children and his agendas in the earth. There's a lot of conflict and all this stuff is on the other side of the veil. So in our physical world, we don't necessarily see that. And then, and then there's another pocket that, that's above the astral plane or that realm of what I believe the Bible calls the second heaven, the heavenly places within that. And that's the third heaven. So Paul says, I know a man in Christ who went to paradise and was found in the third heaven. And um, I, I believe that, that that realm is the realm from which God executes all of his agendas and also the realm that believers are found in when they are saved both before and after they die 
because the Bible says we have been raised up and seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, so when we look at the spirit realm, what I believe is that conspiracies can be orchestrated against an individual from the other side of the veil, from that astral plane. You, you can see agents of darkness, evil spirits, and even people out of body, human agents, synthetic spirits, and all kinds of craziness. And I'll, I'll give a couple of definitions later on. Working to create phenomenon, phenomena in the natural realm that cannot be explained but makes the individual feel like they're being watched and tracked all the time. When I look at the nature of dissociation and what it creates in individuals who are programmed by government agencies or cults, satanic and evil groups, so on and so forth. What I see is that there are a lot of components of that person's humanity that get boxed up behind amnesic walls and put in certain jobs and they are able to be triggered to do certain things from the natural or from the spirit. Now, in some more primitive forms of mind control and programming, they, they would use certain things to pull up certain parts. Like they might take a yellow flag and, and or not maybe like not a flag, but like a ribbon. And they would wave it in front of the person's face. Or they would use a code. They, they, they would actually speak a certain series of letters or numbers. And when the person heard that, it would trigger a fractured part of their humanity to come to the front of the body. And it would push the presenter out of the way. And then that part of the person's broken humanity that had been programmed to do a certain job or be able to you know, engage in certain activities such as you know, uh, sex worker or spy or assassin or whatever it happened to be would, would do their job and then they, they would you know do another trigger they would maybe pair it with some electroshock they would put that part down they would bring the presenter back to the surface and and they would use these kinds of things but as developments occurred it, it became more and more reasonable to skip that and just use frequency blasting to trigger different parts to the surface um, and also to trigger things from the inner workings of a person. So what I find is that when you have a whole community, say, of people that have been subject to a local cult that's programmed a lot of individuals in the region or maybe a local military base that got their hands on a lot of kids and put them through some projects or whatever, put them all in the same community, and you have a few individuals in this community begin to break their programming, they are able to run operations from the spirit realm through the back doors of the brokenness of the individuals within that community, triggering certain parts to make decisions that will place people in certain places, certain areas, and in certain mindsets at certain times. And they can coordinate that manipulation with the tracks of the individual they're trying to harass and actually engage individuals that don't know they're being engaged in the harassment of an individual that's beginning to break protocol or their own mind control programming. 
<laughs> I think this is actually a very real part of the whole conversation on gang stalking, especially when you're dealing with something like, you know, you walk into the grocery store and two people follow you in every time. And it's like, why are there always two people there? And if I were to go behind that individual in that circumstance and go talk to those two individuals that followed them in and I say, hey, did the FBI pay you to follow them in? They might come back to me and say, what are you talking about? No, I was just standing here and then I walked in the store. So there's no trace. There's no actual evidence that anything conspiratorial is going on. So I think it's a, a very fancy conversation. I, I think there's a lot going on. And I don't think the gang stalking can be fully or properly understood without considering what's going on in the spirit realm. I believe that um, when you have a lot of brokenness involved in, in a group of individuals within a town or community, there are spiritual puppet masters that are con able to engage in conspiracies from the spirit realm and puppet things in a certain way into the natural by using the people that they have under their manipulative control and make things happen. Now, this leads me to the conclusion that conspiracies against targeted individuals involve not only three-letter agencies at times, mafia, whatever, military. I, I believe that it, it can and does include those things at times. And in some cases, it's much more clear than others. But I believe that these conspiracies will also involve demons, fallen angels, and hybrids, as well as out-of-body human agents. Now, this is what people need to understand. When an individual is fractured and traumatized, especially in government-sponsored mind control projects and satanic ritual abuse, they will have parts of their soul that are shattered. And, and sometimes, you know, you also have parts that are part soul and spirit. I'm not going to get into all the mechanics of that. But what I'm going to say is, let's just call them parts or alters. They have parts... Not all of the parts are left in the body. As strange as that sounds, most of the people that I meet may have 40 to 50% of their actual humanity in their body when I meet them and begin to work with them. That's why they might feel zonked and like a zombie every day of their life. They just don't feel like they're able to connect with life. It's like half of their humanity has been extracted from the body and placed in different realms, regions of captivity. By the way, if some of this language is just too weird, take our introductory course on spiritual warfare at Bride Ministries Institute at www.bride movement.com where I can get into a deeper explanation of all of these pieces of language I'm just kind of casually using here because as I'm talking many of these concepts that I'm just blurring over have been articulated in other ways and at other times anyway um, th there's a whole percentage of humanity that isn't present and and this is what we find that survivors are often doing you may have a presenter that's running the body and 50% of the humanity is in the body, but there will be a bunch of parts of their humanity that that actually manifest in the spirit realm or astral plane as their own persons. And they will be executing assignments in that person's immediate periphery and also in different areas of the astral plane spirit world or whatever you want to call it without the presenter's knowledge. And so let, let's say I have... Uh, a guy named Brock and a guy named Barry. Now, both of them have been through some mind control project, but they've dissociated completely from the reality that that happened. And they are both employed by the same company 
and, and one person works on floor three and one person works on floor four. Um, and, and so you have one individual with uh, uh, some influences in their life, like discovering the truth with Dan Duvall. And suddenly his programming begins to fall apart. Now, the other individual that works one floor above him has an awareness of this, not from the natural realm, but because in the spirit realm, the puppeteer that is sitting in that general region or community sees what's going on. And so the individual sitting on a floor above that's still fully interfaced with the agenda has some of their parts given a job in the spirit realm. And, and those parts receive a job in the spirit realm without any, any knowledge or understanding of the presenter part that's running the person's body, taking it to work, taking it to home, giving it a shower, putting it to bed, so on and so forth. Those parts get an agenda in the spirit realm and they begin to mess with technology, with the cell phone, with different things from the spirit realm, these, these human agents, and um, ex execute agendas against the individual that's beginning to break the program. Because they're in a community of other people that are in the program and their parts are able to be given jobs by evil spirits and powers in the spirit realm to create a conspiracy from the spirit realm that moves into the natural. As wild as it sounds, this happens. And those, those human agents can work with demons. They may work with things like synthetic spirits because we've been learning that they are able to generate actual intelligent entities with some of these quantum computers that work like intelligence vectors and operate in an individual if they have been uploaded into them like a demon but they are not a demon they're they're synthetic <laughs> and so many times when i'm dealing with synthetics instead of casting them out in the name of jesus i upload a heavenly virus containing an algorithm into them and when when you upload the virus it destroys the synthetic program and they dissolve <laughs> so we've been dealing with synthetics for quite a while uh, they'll also work with fallen angels and sometimes hybrids or hybrid spirits. So uh, it, get, it gets pretty dicey. Now, I'll talk about another component of this. Now, people often talk when, when, when we're having a conversation about gang stalking, about microwave weapons used in conjunction with their harassment. People are, are beginning to become aware that frequency, sound, wave-based technologies are deployed in harassment. And there are technologies and there are patents that prove this out. Now, I have several books about this. And I and that's, this is called Psychotronic Weapon. This is called the Psychotronic Weapons by some. It, it, it's really terrible actually that, that these exist they have denial of service weapons they've used them in torture and torment they, they can put frequencies on a person to make it feel like their skin is perpetually on fire without actually setting their skin on fire uh, just imagine what some of the satanic cults have done with some of these technologies 
as they are given them in their collusions with military and three-letter agencies. Because there is a lot of conspiratorial activity that goes on beneath the surface. Many of us are just completely unaware of, but truth is beginning to leak. Anyway, their patents are coming out, technology is being written about, people know, okay, there are microwave weapons, there are wave-based technologies, so on and so forth. And so they think, all right, if I'm getting blasted by some kind of frequency, it must be because there's a human agent that was paid off by somebody sitting outside my house with a microwave generator in their hand and they're pumping it at me. Or they move someone in next door to me and it's their job to sit in their living room with this rig and just blast my house with frequencies. Well, I think that at least one or two cases this is true and this has happened. But in again, the majority of cases is this what's really going on. I'll, I'll give a, those of you that are listening another piece just from the chronicles of Dan Duvall's weirdness. I have experience where I am in session with people and they begin to get blasted by frequencies and it's you know creating sounds and noises and popping, clicking and different things are getting triggered on the inside and they're like, I'm getting blasted by frequencies and we're in the middle of a session. And as we begin to investigate, I find that the frequencies are actually being projected against them, but it's coming from another dimension. Like there's a craft sitting over their house, but if they go outside their house, they can't see a craft because the craft's actually in a different dimension. But whatever's in that craft is able to blast them during our session from another dimension and create all of these weird manifestations. And we begin to see in the spirit and see what's going on. But there's no natural manifestation of that except for what they feel. So I've learned in certain cases, I, I'll just go after the craft and the spirit with spiritual warfare and the weapons of warfare because the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God to the tearing down of strongholds, casting out of arguments and of every high thing which exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. So I'll say, well, I loose against that thing, the angels of the Lord, the uh, chariots of fire, the war horses of heaven to stamp it out and breathe fire on it. I loose the fire of God. I loose the bees and the flies. I loose the lightnings of God. I, you know, and then I'll begin to get into higher level warfare, like what I call realm warfare and different things. I'm not going to explain to you right now. And, you know, we may see the craft blow up in the spirit realm or something like that. But the interesting thing is that it'll stop the manifestation, right? So the manifestation breaks. And this is where I ground out a lot of the stuff that I do. Because like, you know, you, you, you could say that something really weird is happening, but you could say anything. But the moment that you land on an, an explanation of something, and then you go after it mechanically, and you get a corresponding shift in the physical realm, in other words, it all gets grounded out in the natural, you may just have a piece of truth. So I believe that frequency harassment isn't limited to this realm either, just like targeted harassment isn't limited to this realm. I, I believe that there is an execution of an evil agenda when it comes to gang stalking being per perpetrated from two sides of a veil. And, and, and what, what's the point of me saying this? The point of me of saying this is that there is good news for you if you've been gang stalked because what this means is that by applying spiritual principles to your situation, you will see progressive shifts and breakthroughs. And I am walking this journey out with certain people and we are seeing progressive shifts and breakthroughs in their gang stalking and harassment and, and what's going on around our lives. So 
I've explained to you how human agents will do work out of body, get assignments from a puppet master within the region or that they're tethered to, and they, they, they can work from the spirit realm against an individual. There is a natural side of it where some people do have contracts taken out against their lives. People do pay money. Certain organizations do arrange a budget and gang stalk people. And then in conjunction with that, also there are technologies that are used on both sides of the veil to project frequencies and all kinds of inconveniences, creating issues for individuals. Uh, I do believe that certain satellites and cell towers are involved in this as well. And there's plenty of people writing about all this on the internet. I, I, I just want to say, I don't think it's either or. I, I think the whole conversation around gang stalking is a both and. I think there's a natural aspect of this thing. There's a spiritual aspect of this thing. And there's a bridge that connects the two. And, and, and that bridge is happening on the mind control, satanic ritual abuse and agendas to intentionally create dissociation in individuals and control and manipulate them or their parts, either inside or outside of the body. Now, having said all of that, I want to tell you that gang stalking isn't new. Did you know that gang stalking is in the Bible? <laughs> so everything gets grounded out in Scripture, and, and I'll tell you, Paul the Apostle was gang stalked. Where does it say that? If we go to the book of Acts... Chapter 23. We find that Paul is um, getting threatened. And this is what happens. It says, Then Paul, looking earnestly at the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. And the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. <laughs> For you sit to judge me according to the law. Do you command me to be struck contrary to the law? And those who stood by said, Do you revile God's high priest? Then Paul said, I did not know, brethren, that he was the high priest. For it is written, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. But when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. And when he said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection and no angel or spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. Then there arose a loud outcry, and the scribes of the Pharisees' party arose and protested, saying, We find no evil in this man, but if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. Now, when there arose a great dissension, the commander, fearing lest Paul might be pulled to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and bring him into the barracks. But the following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. And when it was day, some of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under an oath, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. Now there were more than 40 who had formed this conspiracy. They came to the chief priests and elders and said, We bound ourselves under a great oath that we will eat nothing until we have killed Paul. 
Now you, therefore, together with the council, suggest to the commander that he be brought down to you tomorrow, as though you were going to make further inquiries concerning him. But we are ready to kill him before he comes near. Okay, so here you have Paul being gang stalked. There it is, right? 40 people decide we're going to kill this guy. We're going to take him out. And this also reveals a piece of wisdom that I think we, we should honor here and just be honest about. Some cases of gang stalking require certain wisdom to navigate. Okay, I believe in the power of God. But here, uh, Paul's sister's son finds out about the conspiracy and exposes it to key individuals and they move Paul out of the city. They move Paul out. And, and, and what I want to say is that God is perfectly capable of protecting us in different kinds of situations. But here we have the apostle who has already raised the dead, healed the sick. I mean, uh, done all kinds of miracle and, and demonstrations of God's power. And, and, and yet God is geographically relocating Paul in the midst of gang stalking. And I want to say that, you know, some people that realize they're being gang stalked and realize that th their lives are actually being threatened by physical human agents in the natural would do well to leave their region. Particularly if they've gotten on the mm, grid or hit list of a local coven that has assassins in their employee and and different so sometimes it's it, it is wise to leave town and here you have paul leaving um there are unfortunate circumstances for me where certain people come to me and ask for help and i realize that because of their circumstances i cannot help them until they have left their environment because they are too compromised uh and so some targeted individuals would do well to physically leave their situations as a component of their deliverance. But here's the, the truth. The truth is that Paul, Paul knows what you're going through. <laughs> Paul was gang stalked. Guess who else was gang stalked in the Bible? David. David was gang stalked. He was declared an enemy of the state by Saul and he was hunted down until Saul's death, as a matter of fact. And if you read in the book of 1 Samuel, beginning around chapter 18, you, you, you can catch all of the different layers of David's journey as he was being gang-stalked by the king, right? And, and so David knows what it feels like to be pursued by those that have determined to be his enemies. You know, Saul was determined to be David's enemy and to bring physical harm to him, if at all possible. Gang stalking is in the Bible. It's not new. The only difference between gang stalking then and gang stalking now is that gang stalking is in this day and age being executed with the assistance of technologies that people don't fully understand in the midst of an environment where mind control agendas have been perpetrated on large numbers of people and in an environment where second heaven entities have more I, I, I mean more access to individuals than other points in history because there has been such a scientific and strategic 
perfection on, and perfection is the wrong word, but on the strategies that the second heaven is using to interface with this world in this hour. There, I don't think in all of history has ever been such a, a science behind mind control, torture, torment, and the manipulation, intentional manipulation of mind control of individuals. And yeah, there's been plenty of really horrible societies and cultures where, where demon worship has been such a centerpiece. But right now, we are in a very unique stage in world history where we're finding that until certain implants come out of the body, demons are still claiming rights to stick in that person. It's just phenomenal. And so they're marrying demonology with science and technology. Anyway, all of this merges on, 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 on different situations where people are claiming gang stalking. Now, I'm here to tell you that gang stalking can be hindered and in some cases shut down from the spirit. The fact is that in some cases, entire teams of human agents are at work against an individual's life in the natural, in the spirit, or both. And this is especially true when the person comes from a situation where they choose Jesus as opposed to an evil mandate or office they were appointed to by the powers of darkness within their bloodline. And I want to tell you that gang stalking in the spirit, and we have tracked it, can be executed by ancestors, both living and dead, and other cult members, in addition to demons and other entities such as spirit children, clones, hybrid spirits, synthetic spirits, and composite entities. Now, at this point, I am going to give you two keys, and then I'm going to close this program. The two keys that I'm going to give you are first, Psalm 18, because David was being gang stalked, and he, well, he wrote an incredible prayer in Psalm 18, and I'll read you the first part of it, and I tell people, look, this this passage is is profound and it's so applicable to the situation that a person finds themselves in when they're being gang stalked and in my book prayers to shake heaven and earth i actually insert psalm 18 in its entirety reworded so that it can be read cleanly as a prayer for the person praying it here's an excerpt I love you, O Lord, my strength. You are my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So I will be saved from my enemies. You hear my voice from your temple. My cry goes before you, even to your ears. The earth will shake and tremble. The foundations of the hills will quake and be shaken because your anger is kindled. Smoke goes up from your nostrils and devouring fire from your mouth. Coals are kindled by it. Lord, bow the heavens and come down. With darkness under your feet, you ride upon a cherub and fly. You fly upon the wings of the wind. You make darkness your secret place. The canopy around you is dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before you, your thick clouds pass with hailstones and coals of fire. You thunder from heaven. You utter your voice, hailstones and coals of fire. You send out your arrows and scatter the foe, lightnings in abundance, and you vanquish them. Then the channels of the sea are seen. The foundations of the world are uncovered at your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. You sent from above. You take me. You draw me out of many waters. You deliver me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me because you are my support. With the devious, you will show yourself shrewd. You will save the humble people, but bring down haughty looks. You will light my 
my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust him. For who is God except the Lord? Who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me on high places. He teaches my hands to war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. He has given me the shield of salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. You enlarge my path under me so my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn back till they were destroyed. Okay, so look, this is the thing, right? Some people get very religious about prayers and they're they're in in their religion they say well all you're supposed to do is bless your enemies well here's the fact of the matter the fact of the matter is that psalm 18 is part of the word of god and sometimes when you are being pursued by those that want to murder kill and destroy you there needs to be a defense placed and that defense can be established by the word of god so that we are able to successfully pursue and walk out our mandates in christ because if people have conspired against us and do nothing but resist and you know work against us sometimes we do have a case for justice and judgment in our favor now with that said i am going to introduce you to a prayer that we wrote i wrote uh called breaking the power of spiritual gang stalking now this prayer is found at www.bridemovement.com and when we release prayers that shake heaven and earth volume two (laughs) because volume one just isn't enough, right? There will be a volume two at some point, maybe next year. But for, for now, it's on the website. Prayers that break the power of spiritual gangstalking. And, and we have this prayer, and it is particularly good at dealing with human agents conspiring against an individual while honoring the biblical mechanics of what it means to hold a court proceeding in order. And when I say court proceeding, I mean a heavenly court proceeding, as well as deploying both the mercy of God and the justice and judgment of God with language that God finds acceptable. It's a very balanced prayer that has led to incredible breakthroughs for individuals that I have taken through this. So this is this is a prayer that's been field tested and proven to get results. And I'm going to read it for you. And with that, I'm going to conclude the program. And you don't need to transcribe what I'm saying. Just go to bridemovement.com, go to our free prayer resources, and find the prayer, and then share it with a friend. And even if you haven't been gang stalked in a way that you've identified with a lot of the things I've said on this program, many of you that listen to me have teams of evil spirits and evil agents on assignment against you in the spirit realm. And it's purely limited to the spirit realm. And what you what you see is a hindrance in your family, a hindrance in your business, a hindrance in the execution of your ministry, di- different kinds of blockades and roadblocks. And what you need is for that, that, that barrier to be cleared out. So this prayer will work for you too. So here it is, breaking the power of spiritual gang stalking. 
Father in heaven, I come before you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and I declare that your word says to come boldly before your throne of grace, to find mercy and grace to help in time of need. Lord, I have been pursued by my enemies, which lay claim to my life, and I am seeking a judgment in my favor that will empower me to walk out my mandates in Christ Jesus. I call for a court to be set, and I petition Jesus Christ to provide the angels of the Lord with the coordinates of my enemies, which are pursuing me to destroy me, to cause me to turn from your truth, to control me, distract me, or detour me. I pray that the angels of the Lord would use the net of the Lord and any other technologies necessary to capture those that pursue me, for I call them indicted, and I summon them into the court of heaven now in the name of Jesus. I ask that all hidden documents, covenants, contracts, agreements, certificates, oaths, and vows that have been signed by me or any part of me, including what I will henceforth identify as the group, clones, holograms, merfolk, twins, copies, duplicates, replicas, derivatives, walk-ins, parents, spouses, or ancestors assigning legal rights to those that persecute me be produced for the court now. I call for them to be weighed in the scales of justice. I invalidate every binding document that has been fraudulently created or established against me based on agreements obtained by me or any part of me or the group under duress. I furthermore invalidate every binding document implicating me or any part of me or the group executed by lying spirits that did not fulfill their end of the bargain. I repent for and renounce the creation of all other documents that are left on behalf of me, my parts, and the group. I now call for the blood of Jesus to stamp every document that has been presented before the court, empowering those that pursue and persecute me. I call for them to be nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ and to be burned with his consuming fire. I call for all of the following elements that have been used as access points to my life in both the natural and the spirit to be presented before the court and subsequently burned with the fire of God. Hair, fingernails, blood samples, saliva, other sources of DNA, cursed objects, fecal matter, urine, evil sacred trees, ritual altars, covenantal rings, heirlooms, tracking devices, tridents, consent forms, and technologies. I agree to specifically address anything else that you require of me, Holy Spirit, that would otherwise keep me bound to my persecution. Bring to the front of my mind any specific agreements or sins I need to lay down now. At this point, you may see people you need to forgive. You may see bitterness that you need to let go of. You may see any any number of things that the Holy Spirit would show you that the devil is directly trading on in order to perpetuate the affliction that you're enduring. After you get done with that, the next part continues. To those that have been summoned into the court, I declare that my season of persecution at your hands is now over. It is written that as a man sows, so shall he reap. It is written that whoever destroys this temple, the Lord will destroy. In keeping with protocol, I separate human and partially human agents from non-human agents within the court. To the human and partially human agents, I offer up the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Creator. He is the firstborn among many brethren. He was born of a virgin. He died for our sins and was raised again to life on the third day. 
He has ascended on high where he is seated at the right hand of the Father and ever lives to make intercession for the saints. He is the payment for our sins. And should you choose him, you will be justified freely by grace through the redemption that is found in him. His suffering will atone for your sins. If you do not choose him, you will receive in your own members the judgment for your sins and impropriety. Choose now. I pray, Lord God, that as they make their decisions, your stream of living water flows through the courtroom to separate out humanity from those that exist as composite entities. I pray that your sword would sever devices, demons, blinders, artificial intelligence, programs, holographic technologies, quantum interfaces, and other defilements that would otherwise inhibit a decision for Jesus to be made by those present in the court, thus revealing the true conviction of their humanity and not the instruments of their bondage. Lord, I appeal to you to judge and judge justly, and to have your angels escort those that have not chosen Jesus and all non-human agents to the place determined for them so that they cannot any longer take or receive assignments against me to destroy my life and deviate me from my heavenly mandates. I furthermore establish an automation on my freedom such that every reset is overcome in accordance with this judgment. In this, I declare complete freedom and autonomy for my body, respiratory system, digestive system, cardiovascular system, renal system, endocrine system, nervous system, musculoskeletal system, exocrine system, glymphatic system, lymphatic system, immune system, and sexual system, soul, spirit, heart, decisions, worship, destiny, offices, business, and relationships. I praise you now for freedom, newness of life, and empowerment from you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for setting me free, and I pray that barricades would now be set up preventing all attempts at retaliatory efforts. In doing so, I activate your word on behalf of my life and the lives of my loved ones. I declare, Lord God, that you are my shield, buckler, rear guard, strong tower, and fortress. I put my trust and faith in you, Lord Jesus. I seal this prayer to a realm of timelessness and anchor it to every realm, age, timeline, dimension, planet, cosmos, and universe, past, present, and future to infinity. And from the beginning across eternity, amen. So there you have it. That is the breaking the power of spiritual gang-stalking prayer. And, and, and the beautiful thing is, like I've said, as we address issues from the spirit realm, we will over time see a progression of grounding out in the natural where the natural begins to be brought into alignment with what is being established in the spirit and stuff falling off. And so so we're tracking it right now. We've had some amazing testimonies from this prayer and you can find it again at www.bridemovement.com free prayer resources. Uh, for a, a whole host of prayer resources, I want to encourage you, look up Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth, get it on Amazon, get it at Barnes & Noble, get it at bridemovement.com, whatever your fancy, because there are so many other prayers that will just change, revolutionize your life and address different situations and circumstances you're navigating. With that said, I'm done for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. If you would like to connect with us at Bride Ministries or to support what we are doing financially, visit us at www dot bridemovement.com